boy, it is Friday, and man, we're feeling good, ready to go. We got the one and only Leela Owen coming on the show to talk about Doom Patrol. Yes, and she spills the beans on her upcoming Disney Plus series, Just Beyond, which is going to be a horror comedy anthology. That's yeah. badass, right? Right. So, I mean, guys... Like I said, it's it's so inspiring. She just has like this passionate, like just loves what she does attitude, and her giggle is infectious. Right, like it really I is. It just I can't wait for y'all to hear this interview, man. Same, same. Well, that's later on the show. Now let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, you guys know we're getting crazy on episode 160. Ooh, it's insane. 160. I, man, look, I am feeling good right now. Right? It's Friday. We're 40 episodes away from our 200th episode. We're just rocking and rolling. We're gearing up. We're hiring crew left and right. We've got amazing talent attached to it. Th- things are looking good at Crazy Ant right now, y'all, and I am pumped. Exactly. we got a I'm whole pumped. bunch going on. I mean, it's crazy how we keep all up to date with everything. It's because we got a great team around us, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. We really freaking do. But you guys know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one only Mouse. What's up? Guys, we have a whole bunch of industry news Ooh. this week. Like Marvel, we're talking about Marvel until like 2025. I mean, seriously, they always talk about how they've got this thing planned out, but they've got like, I mean, we're going to tell you everything. Just Literally. everything. And another Sony delay. And another one. <laughs> Shocker! No shit. Oh, man. But guys, no, talking about the Oscars, talking about DC, a lot of awesome casting announcements and a lot of new stories ready to be told, and of course, reboots apparently about to be made but you guys know it is what it is but before we get this thing started be sure to head over to our website www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear right now we got some fresh new designs just for you and your family and friends we got tumblers we got mugs we got stuff for your dogs we got hats (laughs) we got everything shirts i mean you see the hats out in the front like man we're feeling good and right now through the weekend until tuesday I believe it's 15% off while supplies last. You got to jump on that. Yes. 15% off. It's basically tax free. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Feeling good about it. Be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia, to get all those latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear items. Now, let's get started with the Oscars. Now, this one is actually one that we predicted during our Oscar watch party. We did. Because, I mean, this seems to happen every single year. Now, the 93rd Academy Awards ceremony broadcast live from both Union Station and the Dolby Theater in L.A. on ABC hit a staggering low. Apparently, Mm. towards uh, the Pearson-Nelson Live Plus same-day preliminary, national numbers, an average of freaking 9.85 million viewers tuned in Sunday evening to watch more than freaking what was expected. I mean, this is basically 58.3% below what they had last year. Yeah, and last year wasn't great. Barely, less than 14 million people last year. So, woo. And and, I mean, just to put it into... uh, uh, 1.9 1.9 rating amongst 18 to 49, and as you guys know, that's the coveted spot, the 18 to 49 demographic, and that's 64% down from last year. Damn. Woo. Yeah. You can't pay the bills with that kind of a dip, friends. No, that's you like, really mm. can't. I mean, talking to everybody about it, out and about and shit, like, 
ABC needs to broadcast this more because we were talking about it. The Oscars are kind of like the definition of the American dream. Yeah. You see all these people from all around the world winning the Oscar gold and talking about their experiences on set and how they got to where they were. And it's such an amazing moment. But nobody's watching it because nobody knows about it. Exactly. I mean, our buddy Riley uh, Smith, he knows like people in the industry, celebrity friends and stuff, that they didn't even know it was on. Exactly. If people in the industry don't even know it's on, y'all there's a problem agreed i mean this thing is like the equivalent to the super bowl you know in movies and yet and it used to be equivalent in the ratings like that type stuff but not anymore man you gotta like figure this stuff out because i mean i feel like these people deserve it and I i mean i just don't know now coming in you know, Netflix was the biggie, right? They were expected to just come in slamming because they had like 35, 36 nominations and yeah. everybody thought they were just going to slam home. And they did. They had a big night, bringing home a total of seven total Oscars, leading all the studios. But the streamer failed to grab the prize in the Best Picture category and came up empty in all of the acting categories. Uh, their two wins included two Oscars for David Fincher's Mank, uh, which was, by the way, the most nominated film with 10 nominations. Uh, They got that for cinematography and uh, production design. Um, And then, of course, they've got uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. uh, So they got that. Uh, a win for that uh, for adopted screenplay and also picked up two Oscars for makeup and hairstyling um, so they did pretty good like I said they came in with 36 total nominations so seven mm-mm. yeah <laughs> um, you know it is the most wins though we should say for a single studio since 2017 when Lionsgate nabbed eight of them for uh, La La Land makes sense yes that's Mandy Moore our friend choreographer extreme yes. uh, that's so awesome she's directing this week's episode too that's going to be exciting Uh, After Netflix, The Mouse House, of course, uh, overall had the most wins at this year's Oscars with five. Uh, It's Searchlight Pictures, Nomadland, obviously, picked up three wins, including Best Picture and Best Director, um, which was awesome. Disney's Pixar got uh, two for Soul and uh, representing the first ever Academy Awards for Disney+, Plus, which was awesome. Uh, And Warner Brothers had three Oscar wins, two for Judas and the Black Messiah, um, and another one for hers, uh, Fight for You, the song. Uh, Amazon Studios' Sound of Metal garnered two Oscar wins uh, for film editing and sound. Amazon had nabbed 12 total nominations, but only got two. Sony Pictures Classics also won a pair for The Father, which many people were not too happy about. (laughs) And uh, among all the other streamers, uh, Apple had two nominations for Wolf Walkers and Greyhound, and Hulu had one, but they all came up empty-handed. Yeah. So there you go, by studio guys. Uh, Netflix can claim they they won the most, yeah. but I I mean I'm just saying 36, and you only walk away with seven, and none of the biggies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, be proud, but you got some work to do. Yeah, still, exactly. So. I mean, Nomadland getting the triple threat: best actor, best director, and best. Uh, picture overall best actress i should say with uh, francis mcdormand but That's man right. it was crazy it was a crazy night and especially for the best actor category nobody was expecting that no they, and and uh, people came out academy members came out tv executives came out and said it was intentionally planned to end it on the best actor because they thought for sure it was in the bag it was going to be chadwick boseman and it was going to be a beautiful tribute everybody was going to love it and then it didn't happen didn't y'all. Happen. it didn't happen they this just goes to show you that what's in those envelopes for real people don't know exactly only those accountants know because the academy was for sure it was going to be chadwick boseman epic 
fail. Everybody. So, thought. oh my goodness, just yeah. And the we, just one more thing before we move on. The in memoriam. What the fuck? Yeah, y'all? that was a lot. You missed a couple people, and you went through it on like fast forward speeds. It was like times thirty two on, yeah. on the on your fast forward. Like that is not the place where you skip through fast forward. Like, come on, Agreed. people. Very I mean, bad taste. Uh. Bad taste. Now heading over to Disney in twenty twenty, the whole entire world went a whole year without a single Marvel Studios project. I mean, can for you the even believe that? Since two thousand nine, yeah, that's insane. Over a decade, guys, we've been like getting our marvel fix well all should go to plan by the end of 2021 marvel will be roaring back with a whopping 10 titles in theaters and on disney plus and at least 19 more in the works for 2022 yeah we've already seen two wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier so i mean like they are exactly man i'm super excited and marvel chief creative officer the one man himself kevin feige and his team at marvel studios it represents the most aggressive creative expansion in the marvel cinematic universe since 2012's the avengers redefined what was possible with superhero storytelling now here's what we know that is coming we got loki for june 11th black widow july 9th what if for mid 2021 which i mean we're damn near in mid 2021 so we shall see uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, September 3rd, Miss Marvel for late 2021, Hawkeye for late 2021, Eternals, which I'm very curious to see how that one turns out, Uh, November 5th, and we got Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th of 2022, Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022, Black Panther 2, July 8th of 2022, Captain Marvel 2 of November 11th of 2022, and She-Hulk 2022, Moon Knight 2022, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, <laughs> late 2022. Yes. And then the third installment of Guardians is going to be 2023, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, I Am Groot, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Blade, Fantastic Four, Deadpool 3, Captain America 4, Untitled Wakanda series, and an Untitled Echo series. That's a lot. Yeah, all in the <laughs> works without dates yet. But like, I, I'm telling you, man, we're good for like I don't even know how long. Just it's insane it's how much wild. is going on at Marvel Studios. But I am loving every I'm single minute of it. Superhero yeah. fatigue is not here. It's not. No, so. people are eating that shit up, man. Yeah. They're fucking loving it, and, and rightfully so. I'm one of them. Whoop, whoop. Agreed. Um, and we've got news about some of them. So, uh, the Ironheart series uh, that's uh, coming on Disney+, Plus. they found their writer. Chinaka Hodge uh, is going to serve as the head writer, and it's going to star Dominique Thorne as Marvel character Riri Williams. And if you guys aren't familiar with this, she's basically like a child prodigy. She's a genius inventor, and she creates like a more advanced suit of armor than actually Tony Stark did. Yeah. Um, and like in the comic books, she became Iron Man for a little while and then transitioned into her own Iron Heart identity. But this is going to be badass. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a really good series, and it's got a great head writer now. So, all right. Yeah, I'm super excited about that one. Now, Killian Scott is in negotiations to join Samuel Jackson and Ben Middleton in Secret Invasions, the upcoming Marvel series for Disney Plus. Yep. Now, of course, no further details are available at this time. They're all being cut 
kept under those secret wraps. That's right. Will he play a scroll? Will he be another hero? Will he be a villain? We don't know, but we will let you know as soon as we know. Exactly. So that's because that's what we do. It's not all Marvel at Disney, though. It's not. We promise. It's not all Marvel, although we love that. We do. Uh, <laughs> we have some more news, too. Amir Shada Patel, you might know him from Doom Annihilation, well, has landed the male lead opposite Ellie Bamber, Ruby Cruz, and Aaron Kellyman in Willow. You remember we told you about this? Willow uh, is the new series coming up on Disney Plus that follows up on the movie Willow uh, back in the day. And as we've told you before, Warwick Davis is reprising his role as Warwick. Um, and as we've told you before, the series takes place years after the events of the film, and it's going to introduce all new characters to the enchanted realm mm. of fairy queens and two-headed Eberusque monsters. And, as I said, welcomes back Willow. Because you can't have a Willow sequel without, without Willow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah. Like, I know, know a lot of people are surprised for this. And honestly, I'm surprised that a lot of people are surprised for this. So, kudos to them and kudos for y'all. Yeah. Old people. Uh, All right. <laughs> now, hey. Hey. ABC Ooh. has announced new premiere dates for four <laughs> summer series. Press your luck. Whammy. Wow. Oh, my. I love that show. <laughs> will premiere on May 26th at 8 p.m. Immediately followed by the 100,000 Pyramid Card of Shark or Card Sharks. Yep. Will premiere at 10 p.m. June 16th. And The Ultimate Surfer will debut 10 p.m. on August 23rd. Now, is this like a channel surfer thing or is it right. actual, actual surfing? surfing? Like, I haven't heard of this one before. So we're going to have to look at that right. and see what the hell that is. Interesting. All right. Now, were you guys worried? Is, you know, the Connors being renewed? Is it not being renewed? Will we see people? You know, they were killing people off the last couple episodes and stuff. It's like, what's going on, right? right. Seems like it's always on the bubble. Well, hold steady. Remain calm. It appears it will be renewed. The four principal cast members of the Connors, Sarah Gilbert, and she, you know she also executive produces and was the main one getting this thing back on the air, John Goodman, Lori Metcalf, and Lisey Gorenson have all closed new packs to return next season. Now, our sources say that new packs are for 20-episode fourth season, which is in line for the past two seasons. That's about the same. Tom Warner's Warner Entertainment, the Connors production company that handles the cast negotiations, is apparently hammering out a last-minute license fee deal with ABC, which is also expected to close. In anticipation of the formal renewal, the show has already been hiring new writers for a new writer room for season four. So all is looking good, guys. It looks like it's coming back for another season. So It's crazy that... That they survived after the Roseanne fiasco. I'm surprised they're still on, to yeah. be honest with I you. I mean, a four-year run, if it gets this pickup, yeah, which without. all things look like it's... I mean, it's hard for any show to get four years now. So for, exactly. a, for a show to come back based on an old show, and then the person's kicked off of it, and you're still getting four, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm right. just saying, Kudos that's impressive. all them. Well, Trevor Long will join the cast of Hulu's Dope Sick <laughs> in a recurring role as young Rudy Giuliani. Now, this is going to be very oh, interesting. Before the hair Before, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the eight-episode limited series about America's struggle with opioid addiction also features series regulars, of course course michael keaton caitlin deaver peter skarsgård will poulter rosie l dawson and so many more Filippo so like, yeah so many i'm so excited for this i mean literally everybody in hollywood yeah caitlin deaver we've got more news about caitlin deaver down the line yeah I, I, she is everywhere she's like man I, i'm so happy for her right? I, she's fantastic agreed um hulu's still getting a lot done though on top of dope sick they've ordered a one-hour drama pilot titled 
Olga Dies Dreaming. Mm. It's based on the yet-to-be-published novel of the same name. Author Exulti Gonzalez and Alfonso Gomez Rihan are attached to executive produce with Gonzalez writing and Gomez Rihan directing. Uh, 20th Century Television is behind this one. And here's what it's about. One Olga Dreaming is the story of Neorican brother and sister from a gentrifying Sunset Park Brooklyn, reckoning with their absent politically radical mother and their glittering careers among New York City's elite in the wake of Hurricane Maria. Oh. That sounds intense. Right. I mean, everybody loves a good up-and-coming story in New York. So, you know, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. If you can make it there. Exactly. You can make it anywhere. You can make it anywhere. That's right. Well, FX ballroom culture period drama Pose will be signing off with its third and final season. This spring, although the final season will be short, only seven episodes, it tells the story that co-creators Stephen Canals and Ryan Murphy's discussed that they first began talking about the series five years ago so it's going to be ended the way they wanted it to. yeah so, which, i mean kudos to that yeah that's the way everything should like you know that that surprise endings when they can't wrap it up that those always suck yeah agree um let's see two-time emmy nominee maya rudolph yvette nicole brown and jayama mays are boarding disenchanted i know you're excited about Super. this one. Oh yeah <laughs> uh the disney plus enchanted sequel as you guys know starring amy adams and dia menzel james marsden and patrick dempsey oh J-Lo's man crash. <laughs> uh, I, y- y'all, I have a story, but oh, we're not going to go there. I'm going to spare not, him. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, as you guys know, Adams, Menzel, Marsden, and uh, Dempsey are reprising their respective roles of Giselle, Nancy, Prince Edward, and Robert from the original film. And also, composer Alan Menken is returning, which is always good because the music was epic there. Sources say Rudolph will play a villain in the sequel, with Brown and Mays also potentially portraying evil villains as well. And I heard, I saw Mr. Dempsey himself say (laughs) that for the first time ever, he would be singing. And he's never sung before, so he said... Bear with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was his exact quote. This guy will love it no matter what. No matter He'll what. Be like he like give him a yeah, yeah, Grammy. He's beautiful. He's great. Great. Yeah, thinking about it, going back. Like he did not sing in the musical episode of For Grey's Anatomy. He did not. So he did no, not. That's interesting. Yeah, this is gonna be like like you gotta sing, bro. It's Disney. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now the search for an ideal teenage demigod has begun with Rick Rorden unveiled as the primary casting call for the upcoming coming Percy Jackson series at Disney+. Yeah. Plus. A lot of people are excited about this one. Casting for the series is now in its early stages, and so we're very, very early with this one. Can't we just bring back Logan Lerman and right? use the technology to make him look young? I mean, you he can was do that like with a, anybody. Yeah, yeah. I know. He, he was perfect. He was. I just Come on, guys. Do that. That'd be fantastic. Um, I'm excited about this one. After the success of the Jordan, uh, you know, and they had so much uh, huge numbers with that, this only makes sense. ESPN Films plans to release Once Upon a Time in Queens. Mm. It's going to be a four part series about the 1986 Mets. It's going to be later this year on both ESPN and ESPN+. The series, produced under the umbrella of the Disney Unit's 30 for 30 documentary unit, is executive produced by Jimmy Kimmel, Sale Cousin Sal, and uh, Kimmelot's Scott Loniker, and Major League Baseball's Nick Trotta. Mm. It's going to be directed and produced by Nick 
Davis. Now, what is it about? If you guys don't know the story of the 68 Mets, shame on you. I mean, first of all. But the, it's going to tell the story of the Mets' World Series comeback using hours of never-before-seen footage of the team. Players featured include Bobby Oyeda, Daryl Strawberry, manager Davey Johnson, Dwight Gooden, Keith Hernandez, Kevin Mitchell, Lenny Dykstra, Mookie Wilson, Roger McDowell, Sid Fernandez, Wally Backman. No Ron Swoboda? Right. Ron Swoboda was like a hero in in like one of the major games, in like the game that they had to come back to win you don't have ron swoboda i just know ron swoboda because he was like my uh sports director for my local news station that's where he ended up after the big world series comeback he was the sports director at a new orleans uh tv station you know it's so funny i could get on you a little bit because you said 68 mets so you were around in 68 watching baseball i was not but ron swoboda (laughs) reminded me of the story every time because he clung on to his glory days for the 86 mets yeah 86 mets oh 80 yeah 86 it's 68 86. <laughs> now this next one I'm very curious about because <laughs> I don't even know. Like they cannot freaking make new animated content for children or anybody right now without going back to the Stone Age. Haha. Because the Flintstones are coming back. It's going to be a sequel series from Warner Brothers Animation, officially in development at Fox, with Elizabeth Banks to star and executive produce. Now, the animated series titled Bedrock is set 20 years after the events of the original series. Banks will voice the adult Pebbles Flintstone in addition to executive produce producing in the show fred flintstone is on the brink of retirement and his 20-something pebbles is embarking on her new career now as the stone age gives away a shiny and enlightened new bronze age the residents of bedrock will find this evolution harder than a swing from bam bam's club Speaking of, don't you think that Seth Rogen would be a great Bam Bam? He would. To, to, to her so pebbles, funny. that would be really funny, right? Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. So, I, I mean, if anybody like old like me, not 68, not I 68. clearly meant 86. <laughs> My bad. Ron Swoboda, you are not that old. Um, but they did a, an adult pebbles in Bam Bam. You know, they had a cartoon where they were an adult pebbles in Bam Bam. So yeah. they've done this before, but I guess this is going to be different. So we're going to see. Interesting. Hey, they're also... I guess they're saying this is a reboot, but I don't think so. I think it's more of a um, sequel, if mm. you will, because I'm about to tell you why. The Fantasy Island uh, reboot, as they're calling it, but I'm saying sequel at Fox, has cast Rosalind Sanchez in the show's lead role. She's going to star as Elena Rourke. And now here's why I say it's more of a sequel than a reboot, because apparently she's going to star as a descendant of Mr. Rourke from mm. the original series. Well, damn. So yeah. like they're not like rebooting it with a female lead as it's going to be a descendant so that's like sequel sequel. (laughs) right i'm just saying i mean um Elena set aside her own ambitions and even the love of her her life to uphold her family's legacy. Sophisticated, insightful, and always charming, Elena's calm exterior masks the challenges of the responsibility she has assumed as steward of this mysterious island. That is a total sequel. Yeah, like what? Uh, Carrying on the family legacy. Don't call it a reboot if it ain't a reboot. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Fox has ordered a dramedy 
titled The Big Leap to Series for the 2021-2022 broadcast season. The hour show was originally ordered to pilot last year, but production was shut down due to the pandemic. And it's inspired by the UK docuseries The Big Ballot. Now, the show is about a group of diverse, down-on-their-luck characters attempting to change their lives by uh, participating in a potentially life-ruining reality dance show (laughs) that Mm. builds... To a live production of Swan Lake. Now, what this group of underdogs lacks in dancing training, they make up with their edge, wit, and desire to reimagine an iconic story to fit their own mold. Now, the cast includes Scott Foley, Simone Rasinger, uh, <laughs> Raymond Chom, uh, Mallory Jansen, Kevin Daniels, Piper Predro, and... Uh, Terry Polo. Yeah, you did okay with most of those names. Most right of there. those. No, look, of I'm a huge fan of Scott Foley. We yeah, miss him on Whiskey course. Cavalier yeah. and just so many things. And Terry Polo, love Terry Polo. Uh, Meet the Fockers. If you guys have no idea who Terry Polo is, she's been on shit tons of stuff. Both fantastic. So I think this is going to be pretty funny. Yeah, I, think I agree. It's going to be pretty good. Um, fresh off Hurston of hosting The Masked Singer, Niecy Nash is sticking with the Fox family. The network's ordered a revival musical game show, Don't Forget the Lyrics, which Nash will now host. The show will air on Fox during the 2021-22 season and also stream on Fox Entertainment's free ad-supported Tubi platform. Mm. Now, if you guys don't remember this, I do. And don't say old because it wasn't that long ago, okay? It wasn't that long ago. (laughs) They had Don't Forget the Lyrics on before, and Wayne Brady hosted it. Mm. That was back in 2007 and ran for a couple seasons, 2007 through 2009. I remember that. It was a good show. I liked it. They they parlayed off his success of uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And like, yeah, and went into it. And uh, it was funny. So hopefully Niecy Nash, he's he's equal. He's too busy doing everything Everything else. else. I mean, so, you know, we'll see. Agreed. Well, now hopping over to the bunny. See how I put this one just for you. I know, I like. appreciate it. <laughs> da, na, 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 da, na, 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 Since na, I couldn't na, na. say it right last week, it's fine. Uh, the House of the Dragon <laughs> is finally under construction and is going to production. That's right, guys. The Game of Thrones prequel will launch in 2022. Now we have a definitive year, which is super exciting. Everybody knows the House of the Dragon is going to follow the House of Targaryen, and it's going to be a prequel 300 years to the the original Game of Thrones series. I'm so freaking excited about this because Matt Smith from the original Crown, the one that I enjoyed, um, is coming on board for this one, and he's a phenomenal actor, so I'm excited to see him in this role. You know, he was Doctor Who also. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Doctor Who, though. Did you watch Doctor Who? I, I watched a couple episodes yeah. with him. Yeah, was I'm, it good? I'm, yeah, I like Doctor Who. I'm more of the old school Doctor Who, but yeah, yeah. I, li- I like it. So. I have to watch that. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And, I mean, he dated Lily James, apparently, so. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Everybody remembers that, because <laughs> yeah. anybody who dates Lily James, you remember. Yeah. That's just plain and simple. Hey, Walker. You remember? The, this is a reboot yes. of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> this is a legit reboot. Walker, season two at the CW, has upped, and I'm so happy because I love this person. Too. She's fantastic. Odette Annabel to a series regular status. Annabel's currently recurs on the series as Jerry, an old friend of Walker and his late wife. She is so fantastic. I, I, I mean, all the way back to uh, Human Target yeah. and uh, that that creepy horror movie, The Unborn. Like, yeah, ooh, that was And weird. just like all kinds of 
she Supergirl, um, so many good things. She's such a phenomenal actress, so that's awesome to see her up to, to a series regular. Congratulations, Odette. She is. I love that role. Now, this is really cool. I love this story. Young rock actor Yuli Latekafu. He <laughs> plays the college football era Dwayne Johnson in The Young Rock. Well, now he is reuniting with the man himself for Black Adam. Now, nobody knows about his role yet. It's being kept underneath one of those wraps. Yeah. But that's just so freaking cool. Like, to go from project to project, and this guy looks exactly like him. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. And remember, guys, if you're not familiar, Dwayne handpicked this guy yeah. over thousands of other people. So I'm, I'm betting he had something to do with this oh, casting. Oh, yeah. I bet he did, too. <laughs> He's like, he probably handpicked him over here, too. I'm just saying. Like, I have an know. idea for this kid. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay, this next one. If you're a comic book geek, you know who Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is like this edgy hardcore. He's got uh, like this weird shaved sides kind of like flat top haircut, and it's red as shit, like flaming red, and he's grizzled and just like, ugh. So this one makes no sense to me. <laughs> um, I guess he's going, I guess they're going to dye the hair. I don't know, wig, something. But Finn Wittrock has been cast in the lead role of the upcoming Green Lantern series, which I am super excited about. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited about the series. But he's going to star as Guy Gardner. Now, if you've seen Finn Wittrock, you're going, what? what? <laughs> but anyway, Guy Gardner is described as a hulking mask of masculinity and as rendered in the comics and an embodiment of 1980s hyper-patriotism. All true. With shaved side, kind of flat top, marine looking red hair. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> and yet, Guy is somehow likable. <laughs> Wittrick is the first actor to be cast in the show. And as we've told you on previous shows, the story spans decades and galaxies beginning on Earth in 1941 mm. with the very first Green Lantern, secretly gay FBI agent Alan Scott, and then jumps into 1984 with the cocky alpha male Gardner and half alien Bree Jarda. They'll be joined by a multitude of other lanterns from comic book favorites to never before seen heroes i would have to assume at some point hal is gonna show yeah up. i mean you would think so I, I, you, I mean he's the definitive guy gardner is one of earth's green lanterns though so i'm just saying i'm excited as hell about this yeah same me too me too something else that we're really freaking excited about even though i mean they've told his story a little bit before scarecrow is coming to the titans for yes. season three and they have announced that they have cast vincent carthiaser as uh, Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. Scarecrow. And in the show, Crane is an inmate at Arkham Asylum who used to terrorize Gotham City using his toxins to exploit his enemies. Phobia's other new characters are set to be introduced in Season 3, including Barbara Gordon and Tim Drake. Yep. So I'm really excited for Season and, 3. And do you know who he is? No. Oh, okay, because you didn't—you never watched it. I, you're on me about Game of Thrones. I have to get on you about Mad Men. Mm, Fucking yeah. brilliant yeah. show. He, everybody who watched Mad Men knows exactly who this is. This is Pete, and I could not think that this is brilliant casting. Oh shit! You go back and watch Mad Men, and you watch him as Pete. You're going. Fuck yes, this is going to be a brilliant scarecrow. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. And a little piece of trivia for anybody out there who might not know this. He's also married to Rory Gilmore in real life, Alexis oh, Bledel. interesting. Yeah, Very yeah. Interesting. Just dropping the knowledge for you. That's okay. what it's all about. That's right. Hey, 
Were you like me and just glued to the fucking internet last year for DC's uh, fandom because like nothing was happening? Well, guess what? I loved it. You loved it. And we're getting it again. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. DC Entertainment's announced that DC Fandom will return. And we don't have to wait too long. It's in October. The global fan experience celebrates the world's greatest superheroes and reaches fans across 220 countries and territories with over 22 million chances to view it. DC Entertainment is yet to announce content, talent, or anything else. But if it's like the last time, I mean... I'm still, I, I go back and watch it still, that Batman. Yeah. I am vengeance. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That like, fucking trailer. Yeah, so oh, my good. gosh. I'm pumped for this. I'm excited. I know, and I mean, nailing the coffin to Comic-Con, but they weren't supposed to last <laughs> forever, true. so it is no, what it is. Yeah, and it you've got to imagine that, that Warner and Marvel and all of them are going to be, uh, not Warner, uh, Marvel is going to be following suit with this, I would think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Domhnall Gleeson and Lita Hedley, Hedy, have been tapped to play key Watergate figures in HBO's limited series, The White House Plumbers. From the team behind Veep, they joined previously announced cast members Woody Harrelson and Justin Trudeau. Now, the series will be co-production with uh, HBO and uh, Whip? Yeah, Whip. Whip. Oh, interesting. I don't know what Whip is. Um, I don't know. Whip maybe it real good. Or whip their hair. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, per the logline, the five-part series tells the story about uh, President Richard Nixon. I am not a crook. That's right. Uh, own political superstitions and Watergate masterminds. Uh, e. Harold Hunt, who's going to be played by Harrelson. And G. Jordan uh, Gordon Liddy, who's going to be played by Trudeau, accidentally toppled the presidency when they were ver- variously trying to protect, obviously, Nixon. Now, Grayson right. will be playing um, John Dean, a brilliant, ambitious, and youthful White House counsel that ultimately orchestrates the illegal cover-up that brought down Nixon and his administration. Oh. So there's a lot of good stuff happening, guys. No doubt, I feel like all these political limited series are coming out after Comey rule. Oh, yeah. without And, and I mean, look, man, I mean, come on. All the president's men and, like, all these things back the, – the, the Nixon story has always fascinated people. Yeah. So I feel like anytime they tell it in, in any format, it's going to do well. So I'm excited for this one. I, I think, you know, I think it's going to do well. Agreed. Uh, uh, Tony Collette, who also seems to be popping up everywhere lately, yeah. she's going to star alongside Colin Firth in HBO Max's limited series, The Staircase. The eight-episode series is based on the docuseries of the same name, as well as various books and reports about the case of Michael Peterson, played by Firth, who was accused of murdering his wife, Kathleen, played mm-hmm. by Colette, in 2001. Now, he claimed she died after falling down the stairs at their home, but police suspected he actually bludgeoned her to death Damn. and staged the scene to look like an accident. Mm. So... Murder yeah. porn. Everybody loves that. Everybody porn. loves to watch those type things. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and I mean, those are two brilliant actors. So there you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now this I am super excited about because this man is absolutely a genius in front of the camera and a genius behind the camera. Uh, Taika Waititi is hitting the high seas as the dreaded pirate Blackbeard, and in the upcoming HBO Max comedy series, our flag means death. Now Waititi <laughs> joins previously announced series lead Rise Darby and. Uh, the pair previously worked together on HBO Max's series Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. And the film uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. Now, Darby starred in both projects with Watiti serving as writer and director on HBO series and star, co-writer, 
co-director and producer of the film because this man wears every single hat in the book. He does, and and, and tries to on as many projects as yeah. he can. I mean, kudos to him, right. man. Woo. Okay. Hey, did you guys see it? HBO Max released the trailer for the upcoming comedy series that damn Michael Che. That guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be pretty uh, pretty funny. It's going to premiere May sixth, and apparently each installment of the Saturday Night Live stars ten episode series is going to illustrate what it feels like to be him and experience everyday situations from his own perspective, including racial profiling, unemployment, and falling in love. (laughs) Uh, Now, what's going to make this even more epic? Fellow Saturday Night Live cast members Cecilia Strong, Heidi Gardner, Colin Quinn, Ellen Cleghorn, and Colin Jost are all going to lend their talents to the series, along with guest stars Omari Hardwick, Jeffrey Owens, Godfrey, Billy Porter, Method Man. Shay's going to serve as executive producer alongside Lauren Michaels because you can't do anything about Saturday Night Live without Lauren Michaels, (laughs) Aaron Doyle, and Oz Rodriguez. So I think this is going to be funny. I think so, too. He's honestly one of my favorites, and the weekend update is probably one of my favorite segments. Absolutely. And so you knew Colin Jost had to be a part yeah, of it because, I mean, Exactly. On. They're hilarious together. Now, guys, the Garcias are getting the family back together. HBO Max has given a 10-episode <laughs> order to The Garcias, a sequel to the family comedy, The Brothers Garcia. Now, that aired on Nickelodeon for four seasons from 2000 to 2004. And the series hails from New Cannons Productions, the banner that headed by Brothers Garcia co-creator and executive producer Jeff Valdez and sold Toyo. And now the production is scheduled to begin in Porto Porta Ventres, Mexico in June. Oh. So that's very freaking cool. Get more of that Latinx family roots down. Absolutely, which is awesome. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of more Latinx. Isabella Merced, who starred as Dora the Explorer. I, I didn't see that. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't but uh, she was also in Mark Wahlberg's family. Remember that comedy about yeah. the adopted kid? She was brilliant in that. Agreed. Absolutely loved her. Anyway, she's joining Andy Garcia and Gloria Stefan in the remake of Father of the Bride. She's going to play the bride's sister. And as we reported last week, the bride's being played by Adria Arona. So. I think this is great. She's a brilliant young actress, and she I think is. she's going to do really well in this. And so they're clearly changing it up a little bit. It's not going to be a little brother. It's going to be a sister. Exactly. So that's going to be awesome, and exactly. we'll kind of see how that plays out. Instant family, I think that's what Instant family, yeah. yeah. Yep. Really good, man. Really good. Now, heading over to the I, Viacom CBS, Dominique Fishbeck, Will who was most recently in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep. She's going to be joining Anthony Ramos in the latest Transformers film from Paramount. Now, of course, plot details are not yet known about the film, but it is due to hit theaters on June 24th of 2022. So mark your calendars. I liked Bumblebee, so hopefully this one lives up to that. Yeah, because remember, there's like 18 of them coming out, and some of them are connected yeah, to that, and some of them, are, of not. them are not. And we, This one, we don't know. No idea. I guess we'll find out. I'll find out. Hey, you remember we told you about NCIS Hawaii? Hawaii. It's taking the place of NOLA. Well, which, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Hawaii, right? Well, anyway, we're getting some more details about it. Apparently, it's found its leading lady. And you know who it is? Nick Lachey's wife. Vanessa Lachey. While also adding both Yasmin El-Bustamani and Jason Antoon to the cast. Now, Lachey is going to star as Jane Tennant, the first woman SAC of NCIS. Ooh, Hawaii, she is described as being a diplomatic as she is hard-charging. A woman in a male-dominated profession, she's thrived in a system that's pushed back at every step on the way through equal parts of confidence and strategy. But... 
Tenet is more than just a job and a title. She's a mother raising her kids mostly on her own. Like any parent who loves their career and their family, she's a master juggler, balancing the duty to both her children and her country. That sounds epic, awesome, and fantastic. Yeah, right? Al Bustamani will play Lucy, confidant in the way that reflects a lifetime of achievement and youthful enthusiasm. Lucy is the junior member of Tenet's NCIS team. And Toon is going to play Ernie. You can't go wrong with Ernie. anybody named Ernie, yeah, right? right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're good there. He's And this makes total sense. He's going to be the cyber intelligence specialist. Ernie's a polyglot with a keen mind for technology, history, literature, and all things Hawaiian. He's an essential component of the team who can trace an anonymous IP address or profile a suspect using only their social media footprint. I love that, though. I freaking love that because female power, man. We need to see more of that, especially in a male-dominated workforce. I'm watching The Nevers right now, and it's basically like an 80% female cast, see? which is love amazing. It. Yeah. yeah, It's great, man. It's great. After all these years of NCIS being on the air, it's about time they finally had a woman leader. Agreed. I just that's crazy. agree. Now, Grace Goomer has been cast in the Let the Right One In pilot at Showtime. She joins the previously announced cast members. Uh, uh, Demian Bitcher, uh, <laughs> uh, Annika Noin Rose, and the series centers around Mark, a father, and his 12 year old daughter, Eleanor, whose lives were changed forever 10 years earlier when she was turned into a vampire. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I All wasn't right. expecting that. Nope, uh, nope. Alike, locked in at age 12, perhaps forever, Eleanor lives in a closed in life, able to go out only at night while her father does the best to provide for and with the minimal amount of human blood she needs to stay alive goomer will play the role of claire the heiress and a pharmaceutical empire claire is a brilliant scientist who turned down the family's billion dollar business to pursue a humbler nobler career in disease research but her life gets turned upside down when her estranged ailing father summons her home and reveals a terrible secret oh yeah oh fucking wild yeah that sounds intense i wasn't expecting all that no and for that type of a story i feel like you need like a really solid actress and grace goomer is i agree really ta- yeah for anybody out there because i just want to drop knowledge all night long all do night. you know who grace goomer is let's go for it no it, no no, no? Mm-hmm. no i'm just gonna say uh y- you know the most nominated actress in in history in the, for the Oscars, Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. daughter. Whoa. Yeah, that's Meryl Streep's daughter, y'all. Damn. Yep. All right. Just dropping it. Dropping it like it's hot. Dropping right. it like it's hot. Hey. So did Meryl Streep on Oscar night. That's oh <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. There hey. Ken Young will host this special See Us Unite for Change, an effort to address the rising tide of hate crimes against Asian Americans yes. that is set to air May 21st across Viacom's all channels. It's just everywhere they're going to have it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, through music and comedy performances, short film packages, and speakers, CS Unite for Change aims to inspire and educate viewers about AAPI community's impact on the United States and how to support on-the-ground efforts building solidarity against hate. The special is going to simulcast worldwide, like I said, literally all of Viacom CBS's platforms. So um, that's going to be awesome. I mean, you know, we need stuff. My favorite is entertain and inform and educate. That's the way you got to do it, guys. Agreed. Agreed. Now this next one I'm kind of excited about because I'm a fan of his music. I'm not going to lie. John Mayer is nearing a deal with Paramount Plus to host 
just a talk and performance series oh. based on the format of the BBC's long-running uh, Later with Jules Holland. Now it's going to be Later with John Mayer, and it has been <laughs> pitched to, to prospective broadcaster partners as a series featuring performance segments as well as interviews with musicians, artists, and other cultural figures in setting designed to look like an after-hours club for musicians. Mm. Now the series would be uh, ran, ran as a weekly offering on Paramount Plus. The plan is to have specials uh, derived from the show's performance segment and air periodically on CBS as well. There is also talk of tie-ins with the Grammy Awards, which oh. also airs on CBS. So that's going to be very interesting because a lot of people are going to get to know who the actual John Mayer is because he's depicted as a douchebag, yeah. a womanizer. So it's going to be very interesting <laughs> to see how he actually is. Well, then he should fit right in it. Uh, no. Oh. Oh. The eye. I went the there. Eye, I went there. All the right. <laughs> Switch it over to NBC Universal. Here she is again, Caitlin Deaver. I mentioned her at the top. She's everywhere. She's joining Universal's Ticket to Paradise. Why does that sound familiar? Because it's the romantic comedy starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts that's reuniting them, and it feels so good. I made that up. <laughs> the original comedy revolves around exes who find themselves on the shared mission to stop their love-struck daughter from making the same mistake they once made. The film's set to release on September 30th of next year. Uh, my guess is Caitlin Deaver is going to play the love-struck daughter. Nice. That's going to be... Uh, yeah, Caitlin Deaver looks like she could be a product of George Clooney and Julia Roberts, right? I could see like, that. Like, totally. It's going to be good, man. It's yeah. going to be good. Now, Universal Pictures and Blumhouse Productions have selected January 28th of 2022 for a release of Scott Derrickson's next movie, The Black Phone. Oh. Now, the film is currently only wide release on that date. They're currently aren't any wide releases scheduled for the weekend after oh that's very interesting yep. uh february 5th through the 7th the black phone makes dickerson's return to horror in the film finney shaw a shy but clever 13 year old boy is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use now when a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring uh, finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims and they are dead uh, set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to him now four-time oscar nominee Ethan Hawke stars with newcomer Mason Thames. This sounds like an Ethan Hawke creeper, it right? Does. Like, I mean, I'm excited for that one. Me too, man. That sounds good. Now, we were just talking about Young Rock, right? And I mean, this is no surprise to me because it's been huge in the ratings and it's been doing really, and it's The Rock. So, good news, guys. Young Rock and Keenan both been renewed by, uh, for season two at NBC. As you guys know, they're joining the rest of the renewals that we've already talked about. The Blacklist, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago PD. They've all been renewed for uh, three seasons uh, in February of 2020. Law and Order SVU, which was renewed for three more seasons in February. Mr. Mayor, New Amsterdam, uh, This Is Us for three more seasons. And because there's a definitive end date for This Is Us, though. Yeah. Um, and in May, we were uh, transplant. So, yeah. Yeah. Basically, everything NBC has is coming back. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, right. Pretty much. And like... they're trying to build up their streamer. So, Peacock has ordered an eight episode supernatural 
based drama on Crypt TV's Girl in the Woods movies. Ooh. Kristen Ritter is slated to direct the first four episodes, including the pilot of the forthcoming adaptation. Now, Ritter will also co-executive produce. Jacob Chase from Come to Play is set to direct the last four episodes, and Casey Modenero uh, from The Birch will serve as head writer. This so, is interesting. Yeah, Kristen is. Ritter, like, direct, no, no sign of acting. They're just yeah. directing and producing yeah, so that's awesome making the move making yeah. the move hey okay this is going to be a hilarious couple i'm sorry but this is going to be funny josh gad and isla fisher yeah i mean enough said right there right they're set to star apparently in the romantic comedy series wolf like me which has received a straight to series order at the peacock the streamer has ordered six episodes of the half hour series now in the show Josh Gad's character, Gary, is an emotional wreck and struggles to provide for his daughter since the death of his wife. Mm. Mary, who's played by Isla Fisher, of course, has a secret she can't bring herself to share with anyone. The universe brought these two together for a reason. They just need to keep following the signs. Now, this said romantic comedy, and nothing about that sounded funny. No, not at all. I mean, like a father struggling to take care of his kid after the death of his wife, and then this woman, like, trying to figure out her life. Like, that doesn't sound funny. No. All right. No. (laughs) Something else that doesn't sound funny, and which is an interesting choice. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is set to host SNL on May 8th with musical guest Miley Cyrus. I feel like this is just going to be a very awkward episode. Musk is a rare example of a business mogul to be featured as a host of the late night institution. Now the news comes of on the heels of Musk's uh, SpaceX travel venture launching its second operational flight of its Dragon spacecraft to the International Space Station last Friday. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be very awkward. I yeah, think. it's like, gonna be those like, two together. He's not an actor, so when not. you put him in skits, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be awful. Yeah, he, you're gonna be telling that he's able to. He's reading the cue cards and like, oh god, this yeah. is gonna be bad. I don't care how many billions you have. This is bad. Agreed. Bad idea. Hey, some bad news for you guys. Okay, Sony Spider-Man spinoff Morbius. Like I told you at the top of the show, Sony. <laughs> it, you know, it stars Jared Leto and centers on the character Morbius, the living vampire. Well, it's been delayed again. That's right. You heard me right. It's been delayed again. But we have some good news. It's only by a week. The film has been moved from January 21st of next year until January 28th of next year. There's nothing else opening on Morbius' previous weekend, so the studio likely is making this move because they want their other film, Scream, which presumably has a pretty similar audience that comes out the week before, to have a little breathing room to make some money before they release Morbius. That makes sense. Yeah, kind of like Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat. Right. I mean, mean, just exact same. Now, Escape Room 2 has been moved up from its release date to July. Sony's sequel to the 2019 psychological thriller will debut July 16th of 2021, nearly six months earlier than planned date of January 7th of 2022. With the box office beginning to revive after COVID-19, we're still going through it, don't get me wrong. It's possible that Escape Room 2 moved up in the schedule to compete with summer blockbuster timeframes. Now, the first Escape Room was a hit at the box office, earning $155 million. So, it was. I, I loved it. I yeah. thought it was pretty badass. Deborah Ann Wall was in it. It was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Now, Noah Centino, you know he's playing Adam Smasher in Black Adam, right? Getting a huge buff. and he He's so busy, right? Well, guys, 
I have a uh, obviously Black Adam probably had a lot to do with this, but we're going to tell you something a little bit yeah, later in the news else. and another reason why this probably happened. But Noah Centino was uh, in talks, as you guys know, because we reported on this to play He Man in Sony Pictures and Mattel Films, all long in development. It seems like forever. Masters of the Universe movie, right? Well, bad news. He's exited the project, forcing the filmmakers to go back to square one. Now he had been nearing a deal to play Prince Adam, aka He Man, the most powerful man in the universe but it fell apart no reason was given as to why he left the project but again he's doing black adam and we're going to tell you another little something else like down the line that we yeah. think probably had a lot to do with this exit probably. exactly exactly well now hopping over to Lionsgate shotgun wedding a romantic comedy starring jennifer lopez and joss duhamel will arrive on the big screen next summer the Lionsgate film has scheduled to be released june 29th of 2022 Two. So be told, or stay tuned for that. As we've told you, Shotgun Wedding centers around Darcy, who is Lopez, and Tom, who is Duhamel, who gather their families for a destination wedding. But as the couple begins to get cold feet, the entire wedding party is taken hostage, mm. <laughs> given a new meaning to the phrase, till death do us part. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, there it and is. If, you, if it sounds familiar, guys, this is the one that Army Hammer like had that... That's it. Yeah, Josh took his place. Lionsgate's also pinned down release dates for two more of its other titles. The Protégé, that's going to open August 20th of this year, and White Bird, A Wonder Story, which is going to release September 16th of next year. Yeah. Now, what are those? Well, let me tell you. The Protégé, which we've previously talked about on the show, but it was called The Asset. Apparently, they've changed the name. That's the one that stars Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Keaton, and Maggie Q. The story centers on Anna, who was rescued as a child by the legendary assassin Moody and trains to become the world's most skilled contract killer. But when Moody is brutally murdered, Anna exacts revenge and becomes entangled in a cat-and-mouse game with an enigmatic killer. Michael Keaton. Uh, that sounds just badass. I'm just right. going to say it. Now, White Bird, A Wonder Story. Well, that one's based on the book by R.J. Palacio, uh, whose previous novel, Wonder... Oh, such a good movie. Became a commercial smash for Lionsgate. The upcoming adaptation is set in the same cinematic universe as Wonder and tells the tale of Julian Albans, an elementary school bully. After leaving his school, he's visited by his grandmother uh, from Paris as she recounts her experience as a young girl in Nazi-occupied France. So that's, yeah, that's cool that it's set in the whole little, could we see Wonder right? maybe? Like, like, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome. Very interesting concept for both of those. Now, Lionsgate and Ethan Ross's adaptation of the hit video game Borderlands, who we've been talking about literally for two straight months, it feels right? like, has rounded out its cast, adding Gina Gerson as Moxie and Cheyenne Jackson as Jacobs. Now, Charles Babaloya as uh, Hammerlock and Benjamin Byron as Davis as Marcus, Stephen Boyer as Scooter, and Ryan Redmond as Ellie. And of course, we've told you, in addition, Bobby Lee is also joining the cast of the roles Larry, who's going to be a completely new role, not yep. in the video game, but of course, they're going to be joining Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, and so many more. Jack yeah. White. Yeah, like, I mean, it's everybody. Great. It's like dope sick in this. They have everybody in Hollywood occupied for the next year. It's, it's like true. crazy. Hey, stars, they've announced that Power Book 3, Raising Kanan, will premiere on July 18th. Now, that's set in 90 South Jamaica, Queens, and serving as a prequel 
to the original Power franchise. The series starts Patina Miller, Mackay Curtis, Omar Epps, London Brown, Malcolm Mays, Haley Kilgore, Joey Badass, Tony Sanderman, Shani Caswell, Lovey Simone, and Quincy Brown. Yeah. All the people that weren't able to get on the borderlines are dope sick. No, right. I'm just exactly. kidding. I'm just kidding. Exactly. All the power franchises are going to do good. 50 Cent's killing it, so yeah. I th- it's going to be good. Exactly. And this one's about 50 Cent's character, Keenan. So yep. it's going to be really freaking epic. And South Jamaica, Queens, that's where he grew up. So I'm guessing a lot of it's going to be his story being told. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, we were just talking about it, teasing it a little bit. Noah Centino will lead an executive produce an untitled Espionage, espionage project. Espionage. <laughs> slated to debut on Netflix. That's right. Six, uh, 68 minutes. You know, it's fine. It's fine. The hour-long series will consist of eight episodes that hails from the rookie co-creator, Alexi Holly, and uh, who will serve as executive producer and showrunner. Mm. And Noah will play the fleeting lawyer at the CIA that becomes immersed in a dangerous international power politics when a formula former asset threatens to expose the nature of her long-term relationship with the agency unless unless they exonerate her of all the serious crimes that she may or may oh. not have committed now the name of his character has yet to be announced but as well as other casting choices or character descriptions so they're under those wraps there you go but with black adam in this series it seems pretty obvious why he bailed on he-man just yeah. saying it's been in development for 17,000 years exactly so i mean you got to go with it what's is going what it is <laughs> i'm just got to go with what's going and you want to know what's going lin manuel miranda like that yeah. guy is just killing Doesn't it. Doesn't stop. No. Well, Vivo, an animated movie that boasts new music from Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda, is coming to Netflix. The family-friendly film was initially scheduled to release in cinemas on June 4th, but as Sony does with everything they own, apparently, that, that everything they keep, they delay. Everything else, they get rid of. They just sell. <laughs> the studio originally backed Vivo, but... Put it on the Netflix to forego a theatrical release and instead license the project to the streamer. It's unclear when it's going to debut on Netflix, but hey, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, so I'd say ASAP. Yeah, right. Just (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Now, this next one is very cool. Journey Smollett will star in Netflix thriller Lou. Appearing opposite is going to be Allison Janney, and it's coming from J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. So this is super exciting, and it's going to be directed by Anna Forrester from Westworld from the script by Maggie Cohn. Now, the story centers on a woman whose daughter is kidnapped. So she teams up with a mysterious older woman next door to pursue the kidnapper a journey into the wilderness that tests their limits and expose the dark and shocking secrets from their past i'm so down journey smollett teaming up with alice and jenny to hunt down some bad guys sounds like an epic program to me i agree i'm sorry i'm just in i'm in uh let's see let's jump to amazon Let's do it. Amazon Studios has won the auction for screen rights to, (laughs) this is a great title, You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. Now, who won that? Right. Michael B. Jordan, of course. Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society will develop it. Jordan, whose new film, Without Remorse, debuted today. I can't watch you watch that tonight. It's going to be awesome. On uh, Amazon Prime, birthed this production company, as you guys know, at Amazon. And this is his first major film property acquisition under the New Deal. So that's badass. Now, the book sold in a bidding battle in the vicinity of high six to low seven figures. One of the biggest book deals of the year so far, and the one that was highly Competitive. There were eight offers from other studios, some with filmmakers already attached, but Jordan said, 
step the fuck back, and he got it. Elizabeth Rapasso chased it hard. Um, the story centers on a beautiful Nigerian 29-year-old aspiring artist in mm. Brooklyn who loses her husband in a tragic accident. While she grieves through her art, her life begins to turn around when she meets a new handsome man at a party and is given an introduction to a major curator oh. who wants to launch her career into the art world but even as that romance takes her to a beautiful estate in the caribbean she struggles with the challenge of balancing grief with the desire to move on and forward in her life damn i mean deep it's it's michael b jordan yeah guys. right exactly i exactly. mean anything that he's involved with is gonna kick ass i so. agree i agree now is everybody else loving invincible just like i am mm. well apparently because they've been renewed for season two and three at amazon now this came from a uh, creator robert kirkman alongside steven yun of over twitter a few days ago and man it's just so badass like you guys need to watch this it's such an epic animated superhero story that says fuck all the time oh yeah so it's great oh yeah and hey one of the stars jk simmons busy guy apparently he's not only gonna do invincible which has been renewed as you just heard but he's also set to star opposite sissy spacek in the amazon sci-fi series light years mm. taking over the lead role from series uh Ed O'Neill. Oh, he backed out. Okay. And O'Neill's casting was reported in March, but according to sources, uh, he is exited for personal reasons. Mm. The series follows Irene, which is Sissy Spacek, and Franklin, which is now going to be J.K. Simmons, uh, York, a couple who years ago discovered a chamber buried in their backyard, which inexplicably leads to a strange, deserted planet. They've carefully guarded their secret ever since, but when an enigmatic young man enters their lives, the York's quiet existence in quickly upended and the mysterious chamber they thought they knew so well turns out to be even more than they imagined oh shit oh yeah this is i mean jk sim i love jk sim me too everything he's in he's fucking brilliant so this is gonna be awesome agreed agreed now v veep alum reed scott and gideon glick from the marriage story are set for recurring roles on the upcoming fourth season of amazon's emmy winning and golden globe winning series the marvelous miss Maisel. but of course their character details are being kept well under those burrito wraps but for both <laughs> scott and glick will appear in multi or uh, multiple episodes so their character stories are going to be over spanning uh, quite a bit of arcs well there you go yeah, there right? you go now jump into apple and the only O that matters, yes. and we're talking about Oprah, of course, uh, her and Apple TV Plus have announced that Elliot Page is going to be Oprah's next guest on the Oprah Conversation. It's going to uh, debut today, April 30th. So that's badass. Now, it's going to present a deeply honest conversation with the actor, producer, and lifelong social justice advocate. In a time when the rights of transgender people are on the ballot in many states, Paige will share his life and career struggles and his hopes for transgender people worldwide. Good. Yeah, exactly. If anybody needs to have this conversation, it's Oprah because she's going to drag it all out. Agreed. <laughs> and, and and much needed information out there is going to get out there. So. Agreed. Good. Definitely, definitely. Now, this next one I'm super excited about because of the cast. It's insane. Kyle Marvin has been cast as in a lead role opposite of Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto in the upcoming what? Apple Limited series, We Crash. Now, which details of the fall of We Work, the series is based on the Wondery podcast podcast of the same name hmm. it is described as following a greed-filled rise and inevitable fall of we work one of the world's most valuable startups and the narcissistic whose chaotic love made it possible now marvin will star as miguel mcclevy the fa- co-founder of we work leto will 
play the fellow founder Adam Newman, while there you go. Hathaway will play his wife Rebecca Newman. So oh. very interesting. All right, now, and we've talked about this next one a lot too, and I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, Julianne Emery has been cast in Apple's upcoming Hurricane Katrina series. We guys have told you about this. Five days at Memorial, she joins previously announced cast members Vera Farmiga, Adora Oduo, and Cornelia Smith Jr. The series, as we've said, is based on the Sherry Fink novel of the same name, and it chronicles the first five days in a New Orleans, Louisiana hospital, uh, charity most likely, um, after the hurricane uh, Katrina made landfall. Now, when the floodwaters rose and power failed and the heat climbed, exhausted caregivers were forced to make life and death decisions that haunted them for years to come. Emery is apparently uh, set to play the role of Diane Robichaux, an assistant administrator for life care who finds herself deeply involved in the events following the hurricane. That's just going to be an intense movie because it was pretty scary what happened there uh, after Hurricane Katrina. Completely agree, man. It's going to be a good story to be told. Now... This next one, don't play with Roku because they will yank your <laughs> shit. Uh, Roku's deal to distribute YouTube TV expired today, and amid its standoff with Google, mm. Roku pulled YouTube TV from its channel store for now. However, Roku said that it is continuing to provide access to YouTube for YouTube TV for existing subscribers, but for those new people who are looking for it, well, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> now, that's the only YouTube TV app. You can still download the YouTube app, but of course, negotiate are going back and forth every single day and i'm sure in the next upcoming weeks they'll come to an agreement because roku is one of the biggest like platforms right now to watch all of these subscriptions so you know it is what it is don't fuck with roku exactly and google trying to demand shit just because step back exactly step back back. (laughs) oh man but now it is time for our guest segment yes oh my god Gosh, guys, we're so super excited. But Leela Owens coming on the show to talk about her role in Doom Patrol and the new Disney Plus series she's got out. There's a whole bunch, man. Oh. She is super freaking exciting. Uh, I, she's just awesome. And guys, when you listen to this interview, you're going to be shocked because believe it or not, this is her very first interview. Yeah. And you, she sounds like she's been doing it for 30 years. I mean, it's amazing how she was exactly. and just so infectious and delightful. And uh, you guys are going to love this one. Agreed. Agreed. Well, here she is. Lila Owen, welcome inside the crazy ant form. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, uh, we're doing awesome. Awesome. Excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Yep. We have a lot of Doom Patrol fans, a lot of DCU and Arrowverse and like I, I just a ton of them and so they're gonna be super pumped to hear from you no doubt perfect uh, yeah but I mean and Disney Plus got all kinds of stuff coming up and we're gonna yes. talk about all that exciting stuff um, no. but what we like to do to get started though is kind of do an introduction to the fans who are listening who might not be familiar with who you are or how, and stuff okay. so how did you get started in the industry was it something that you knew from an early age you always wanted to do or was it kind of a you fell into it or talk about that a little bit well actually i started only like it's gonna be three years at the end of june so i haven't really been acting for that long but um basically how i started was i did like background work like extras work and i did uh background work in spider-man homecoming with like tom holland and everything Mm -hmm. and i saw him like doing acting and i was like oh my gosh i want to do that i need to do that and uh my mom was already acting she does like commercials and stuff like that okay and so she kind of knew how to get me started and everything and she got me headshots and then um we got me 
signed on with an agent at the end of June. And that was like when I started. It was June of, I don't know, what was three years ago? Is that 2018? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> yeah, don't, so don't, 2018. don't ask us math, Lila, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, June 2018. I think if that's three years ago, that's whenever I signed. We're going with and that, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so that's whenever I started, and um, yeah, that was that's... that was what got me into it. Well, and, and then you you were one of the lucky ones that had a parent that was already kind of doing it, so you didn't get the mm-hmm. whole "ooh, you don't want to do that." You get a real yeah, job or kind of sure. focus on. <laughs> so you're lucky there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I kind of knew how to like get started instead of just like having to look it up and figure everything out on my own because there's no way that I would have been able to figure out how to get everything set up to start acting yeah definitely and with it all being still kind of relatively new is there other areas in the filmmaking industry that you're interested in exploring further down the line or are you just looking at staying in front of the camera i originally actually um like one of the things that got my dad on board with me starting acting was like for school we do a lot of video projects because i'm a senior in high school so i still am like working on um like projects and stuff like that for my classes and we do a lot of video projects and i've always been like really good at editing and like kind of directing the video projects and my dad like noticed that and so he was like wanting me to do directing so that's kind of what got him on board in the first place with me doing acting was he was thinking if i started in acting then eventually i could move to like directing Mm. but now that i'm doing acting and i see what directors do like i do not want to do that <laughs> That's right. it, at least it's way honest. Too hard for me. <laughs> what about the people way who do technical. both? Like they direct themselves in a project. Oh how my intense God, must crazy. that be, right? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I have no idea how they do that. <laughs> okay, so then obviously the next question would be: If you're a senior in high school and you're already acting, and you're, uh, first of all, I'm just sitting here still marveling the fact that you're 17 and you've already pulled off the double of being in the MCU and DC. Congratulations! <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't care if it's a background actor or not. You're in an MCU movie and DC. Like, that. that's all right. I'm already Thank jealous. Um, so my next question would be, though, are, are there plans for college? Are you going to put the acting on hold while you go to college? Are you going to try to balance both? Or what are your plans for that? Um, I'm definitely wanting to balance both. I do not want to quit acting. Because 18 is, like, prime time for acting because we can steal all the 15-year-old roles, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, I definitely want to keep acting so I can play high school and everything like that. So I'm going to be going to college, but first year I'm going to be going from home. Okay. Not okay. online, but like, uh, I'm going to drive there cause my campus is only 30 minutes away. Oh, that bad so I'm going to be doing college and acting at the same time. Very nice. Very nice. What are you yes. thinking about majoring in? Um, <laughs> people always ask me this and I don't actually know what I'm supposed to, <laughs> what I'm supposed to take. You this, mean it's but... not film and television? Come on, Leela. <laughs> like that. <laughs> actually, this is going to be really surprising to you guys, but I want to like be a nurse if I don't do acting. Oh, that's awesome. You can get a spot on <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. It's very different. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. And there's always a need. What? Maybe you'll be like this huge actress. You'll be on all these things and everything. And then they might need you. There's a medical emergency and bam, Leela can do both. <laughs> Cut! I'm I'll on it. Like, I can take the save the day. That's right. That's, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, I feel like that's some good backup money, too, for the dry spells. Because yeah. there's always dry spells in acting, right? Exactly. So if you're a medical professional, I feel like that's good. You're all right. You're Hell okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And especially, like, since everything happened with Corona, it made me realize, like, there, I definitely need to have a backup thing. Oh, yeah. From acting. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's good that you already know that. Because a lot of people, they're just like, all right, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. And then they kind of get yeah. screwed up at the end so that's really good who would you say 
were some of your idols in front of the camera, like somebody that you look up to in the acting world? Um, well, Tom Hall is my favorite actor of like all time. I feel She's that. already name dropped him twice. Uh, yeah. She's already a pro. <laughs> like <laughs> Tom Hall, if you're watching this, I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, him for sure. And then as for like a female, I've always really liked Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really talented and she's also so funny. Yeah. I love I love her, like, on camera and then off camera, too. She's so funny. Good so, influences. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm solid choices. Solid choices. You know, uh, yeah. uh, too, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are trying to break into the industry. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I think it's important to always kind of put put this out there, too. You're Atlanta-based, correct? Right, yes. So uh, because we, I feel like there are so many young people out there that feel like they have to make that jump to L.A. right away if they want to have mm-hmm. any shot at the career or whatever. But you're, you're a perfect example of somebody who's not in LA and you're yeah. you've been on big shows and you've been in big movies and, and you're and you're making a career out of it and you're nowhere near LA. So talk about yeah, that LA a little is bit. Definitely, it's definitely not necessary right now, I don't think anymore, because everything is kind of moving to Atlanta right now with acting. Like there's tons of productions that are filming in Atlanta because um I, I think mainly because it's cheaper here. Like it's just so much cheaper to Absolutely. do everything. So everything is moving here, and um, a lot of times they'll have casting calls for Atlanta only because they want to hire local because that's cheaper too. Mm-hmm. So everything is is really moving to Atlanta right now. So it's a really great time to be in Atlanta for acting, and um, you can kind of build your resume with Atlanta acting, and then like later on you can go to LA or something like that. Because I just signed with an LA agency too. I think it was. Um, I think it was in January. So I just signed with an LA agency too. But before that, for the first two years, I was only doing Atlanta um, acting. Well, and we've heard from many of our guests who are on shows, you know, that shoot in Atlanta and everything. You can be a, a big fish in a small pond as opposed to a small yeah. fish in a giant pond out in LA, right? Where everybody yes, looks like you yes. and everybody's trying to do it and everybody, you know. So, well, are yeah. you sure? Wow. Are you sure you, you didn't mention producer? Because you already seem to have a strong grasp on the financial <laughs> part right. of it. You're like, no, we got to go where the incentive are you shoot where it's cheap like uh, that's a very bright individual like uh, that's great Thank that you. you're already on it at that young of an age now Thank if that's you. not inspiring people out there to try to like do it i mean i don't know what does <laughs> so let's talk about it though like like the biggie doom patrol we're huge mm. doom patrol fans you have no idea yes. like, like we're friends with riley and you know he's our buddy mm. and, and he's just been fantastic and, and and i mean just that show is so ridiculously out there and crazy Yes, exactly. Is the set so like you that? You never know what's gonna happen on that show too, because like one minute they'll be driving a bus and then the next they're in a donkey's butt. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> That's the tagline. They're right there. It's like fantastic. <laughs> is the set like that? Because well, and I'm, I mean, what was it like for you? Because man, the the role that you play, and we'll talk about. I mean, it's intense. That was no joke. Mm-hmm. So like, it's crazy. I, yeah, I would hope that in between there's some levity there, and that you're having a good time and joking around and everything. Yes. Oh yeah. Everybody on the set is super nice and everyone's really um, like welcoming and it's honestly just like one big family. It's, it's a really amazing set and um, everyone makes you feel very like safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, in between takes, I noticed too, because my character is like very dark and depressing, you know, just you very think? <laughs> And for anybody <laughs> out there listening sad. who doesn't know, that's, she's Miranda or Kay or whatever you want to say. She's the, like the main personality that goes and becomes like eventually Crazy Jane. So, you know, yeah. she's the reason that it happened and, and like the went through the trauma and yeah, d- dark and depressing to say the very least. Right. 
<laughs> I'm the personality that threw myself down a well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that tells you anything. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so in between takes, they did really make sure to, like, make sure that I was happy and, you know, that I wasn't, like, falling into the depression of my character or anything right. like that. But, um, yeah. It, it was great. I loved being on that set. It was amazing. That's really cool. And talk about the audition process a little bit. I mean, we've talked to a couple different people from either Marvel movies and television shows or DC shows, and they talk mm -hmm. about how sometimes they don't even know what they're auditioning for. Was that your experience as well? Well, mine was, um, I think that the show, this was season one. So yeah, the show hadn't come out yet. So I didn't really know anything about it. But I did know... Um, who I was going to be auditioning for the younger version of. So we looked up Diana Guerrero. I think mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. So we looked up her who plays Crazy Jane. And my mom, like, made a collage where she compared both of our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and she put them side by side. And she was like, you know, you have to nail this audition. Like, you guys look so similar. You, you have to do good on this. And um, so I auditioned with uh, the scene where... I'm in like a classroom, you know, and it's right. Brendan Fraser and he's like walking through uh, Crazy Jane's brain and everything. And he's supposed to be Robot Man, but without the right. robot right. head. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so he's like walking through the brain, you know, and that scene where I'm in the classroom, I'm like, shut the door, shut the door. That creepy one. That yeah. really creepy one. <laughs> That's what I auditioned with. It was that exact same scene, and all the lines were the exact same. Wow. Um, that's yeah. rare, so, too, that the sides are actual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's rare. So Yeah, I was really shocked to see that it was the literal exact same lines. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone totally could have leaked this. But, I mean, obviously no one would do that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I auditioned with that. I sent in a tape, and then there was, like, no callbacks or anything. They just emailed me, and they were like, congratulations, we want to offer you the role. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to take it. Right. Like, <laughs> and then uh, I think it – how long was it till I filmed not very long after that. I had a fitting, and then I filmed. And then next season, they emailed me, and then they brought me back for um, some more scenes. So, yeah. That's so exciting. And I would yeah, assume that, that that's possible still. I mean, because there's a lot of storyline there left. And I mean, you oh, know, yeah. how many times we're going to go back into the well, if you will. Did you see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> dip into that well of storyline. Uh, like, you know. <laughs> so you never know. Maybe. I mean, that's impressive, too. No callbacks or anything. You just, bam, nailed it. Mom must yeah, have been proud, right? Like, All right. Like, sure, I'll take it. Not that you didn't have any pressure from mom to get it right away. Like, okay. Thanks for the collage. Yeah, I, really, I like, had to live up to her collage that she made. <laughs> she sounds her. fantastic though that's hilarious like, right <laughs> exactly i mean we were talking about the sides being leaked i want that collage to be right leaked. like come on now. <laughs> you gotta post that somewhere everybody now now everybody's gonna be looking at your insta going where is it we want to see it <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh she showed it to everyone too like whenever she would tell people i booked it she was like and look at this collage <laughs> <laughs> she has it in her purse ready like <laughs> and if you don't post it leela we're gonna make our own <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. So, well, man, that that's exciting. And now, so, what do you have coming up? You you were recently filming um a Disney Plus series, right? Yes, uh, I can talk about I can talk about some of it, right? Not all of it, obviously, because it's not out yet. But it's going to be called Just Beyond, and it's going to come out in the fall of this year. So not not that far away. Yeah, no. But um, 
It's going to be based on um, these books called Boom. They're like studio graphic novels. Mm -hmm. And it's by the same author that wrote Goosebumps, R.L. Stein. So um, I think it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be a horror comedy anthology. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So each episode is like a whole new cast, a whole new storyline. And um, I'm going to be one of the leads in episode four. Episode four. Fantastic. We're going to yeah. see. Now you set it up. Now we're going to have to have you back on exactly. after episode four. <laughs> the week that episode four airs. So, you know. Yes, of course. Oh, we've got to talk all about it when you can talk all about it. And that's um the guy behind uh, Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Slayer, is the showrunner, right? Is that correct? Seth Graham? Uh, yes. Yes. yes so. <laughs> yeah. So he, he oh, knows well, a little bit about research. horror and comedy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah I think it's going to be a really, really good show because I read the whole script and I was like, it's just, it's amazing. It's going to be really good, I think. Right. Awesome. Completely agree. And you're going to be on one of the biggest streamers out right now. I mean, no doubt Disney Plus is going to be the biggest one going to surpass Oh, Netflix. yeah. They're climbing up. Yeah. It's absolutely absolutely wild and i mean honestly i think it's the best for everybody good whole like family entertainment and especially if you Mm -hmm. get the bundle you can have hulu as well like i think there's something a little (laughs) bit for everyone so you're on the right side sponsored by disney (laughs) you're on the right side well see and it's good to get in there now because you know they're introducing the mutants into the mcu and they're doing all these marvel shows and i'm just saying jubilee Look her up, Leela. I'll make a collage if you, if your mom doesn't. Okay, <laughs> Jubilee and Leela, and look how much they look alike. I, I mean, oh. I think I think there's potential there to be in the MCU. I'm just saying. And then maybe I would love that. maybe Spidey meets up with the X Men, and Jubilee meets you know. Yay. Hey, oh, I'm just we're throwing that out there. Come on, Tom, make that happen. Make that happen, Tom. We, we know when Tom speaks, they all listen. So I mean, come on. So, exactly. Like, we can start the social media campaign now. That's right. Give us a hashtag. We'll run with it. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, yeah, let's facilitate that. Let's make it happen. We really that. should. We should. We really we'll just, should. I think we should. <laughs> as long as you're on board with it. Like, That's right. We can, we I can mean, make I'm on board. Happen. That would be so awkward. Tom calls us and he's like, so who's this Leela? And she's like, nowhere to be found. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was like, us. I don't know them. I don't know what they're <laughs> Just make the uh, autograph out to Leela. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that'd be crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, with this past year being so crazy, I mean, it was for every single person with quarantine and everything like that. Yes. What shows were you binge watching? Because everybody was binge watching something. Was it like The Tiger King or was it something else? Oh, Outer Banks was like my show. Nice. Oh, there you go. That show was so good. And it came out perfect timing too because it was like start of quarantine yeah. for my school at least. So everybody was watching Outer Banks. It was like a huge, huge thing. But um, yeah, that one and uh, what else? I watched Cobra Kai. Nice. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are both really, really good. Did you those did you go back and watch? <laughs> I have to ask because I'm old. But did you go back and watch <laughs> the um, originals just to kind of like see what it was all about before you watched oh, Cobra Kai? Did? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay, good, good. I watched one and two. I didn't watch part three, but one and two, I really liked the lot. Three didn't matter. You're good with one and two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what my five. dad said. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, my now I'm dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> See, you're old. It's, I, fine. it's true. It's fine. It's it's fine. I'm okay with it. I, I mean, young at heart. Young that would be heart. another show you'd be epic on as well. I could see you kicking some ass. Oh yeah, totally. Like, I would love that. I I did audition actually for um one role on there, but I didn't get it. So another campaign. Yeah, another campaign. Annoying. It's fine. <laughs> or a collage. So Just always that. go back to the collage. I feel like that's the key, Leela. Have your mom make a collage, and if there's so anybody you look like on any show, you're gonna nail it it's gonna be fine exactly. it's gonna be perfect <laughs> i have to live up to the collage standards that's right collage standards what? exactly you're setting a whole new bar for the industry now everybody write that down like oh my gosh so okay now you've had the success you, you, you know you're into it three years we've determined if our math is correct mm-hmm. and we all think we are <laughs> yes. uh, has there been any embarrassing moments in your young career so far oh something on God. set that has happened that you were just like humiliated <laughs> oh my by gosh. that is actually like an amazing question because i had the most embarrassing thing happen to me just like just on that um just beyond set for disney plus so embarrassing oh, this is the first time i'm going to be telling anyone this story so all right <laughs> fantastic exclusive um so basically i'm allergic to eggs Mm. oh like yeah it's not a fun allergy i'm cursed i live on a diet (laughs) (laughs) this is my life what do you do on um, easter i don't understand i know (laughs) (laughs) never had a birthday cake either my i add oh Oh, my goodness oh yeah i live a depressing life (laughs) i'm cursed now um, it's a goal to figure out how to give you a birthday cake without eggs it's gonna be like what so funny (laughs) but uh yeah, so I'm allergic to eggs, and I talked about it on the set so much for some reason. It kept coming up. Like, I kept talking about it. And um, I don't normally talk about it a lot, but I, I was talking about it like crazy. And I was like, this is going to come back to bite me in the butt for some reason. And um, so we have, like, catering on set every day, and it's always really, really good food. And there was one day where they had salmon. Mm. And I was thinking salmon wouldn't have eggs on it, right? Like, who puts eggs on salmon? <laughs> So I ordered the salmon, I ate the salmon, and my throat started to get a little tickly. Uh oh. Uh huh. I was like, this is not good. So um, one of the PAs, his name is Theo. I love Theo. He's an amazing man. He uh, came into the room and I was like, yeah, my throat's a little tickly. Like, do you think you could check and see if the salmon has eggs? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll check. So he leaves. He comes back like five minutes later and he's like, yeah, so Lila, that salmon, don't eat it. Uh, and I'm like, I already did. <laughs> uh, there's a reason I told you to check. Uh, right. uh. <laughs> I was like, I already did. And he was like, oh, crap. And I was like, yep. And then like 30 minutes pass and I have to go to the bathroom and like throw up and everything. Oh, my goodness. And they were filming while I was throwing up in the bathroom. They were filming in the room right outside the bathroom. Oh, no. So I hope to God you can't hear someone just like puking their guts out. Sorry, it's TMI, but oh my goodness, yeah. I hope to God you can't hear it in the in the show. I don't think you'll be able to. Now, guys and gals, if you remember, that's episode yeah. four. If she's episode. not on screen be and you listening. hear some puking, yeah. now we know what it's it is. <laughs> So yeah, this little behind the scenes. If you hear some, if you hear a strange noise in the background of one of the scenes, it is me. <laughs> I hope. Was it violent? Because that would be oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, See, ah, oh, the worst kind. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> it was so brutal. <laughs> and I walked out of the bathroom, and I was just like, I was just like so embarrassed. I was like, oh my god. It's like makeup. Makeup. <laughs> makeup. Hair. 
Oh Come yeah, out. the makeup and hair ran over. And like, we got you, honey. We got you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the name of the craft service company was no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just like, who does put eggs on salmon? We want to know. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. Like, it's because it, it was mayonnaise. They put mayonnaise on salmon. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was. Hmm. That's that awful. Just, yeah, that is very strange. But I had to recover because I still had more scenes to film that day. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. They just recovery. I, they had the medic come over and. I had a quick recovery, and then I had to go back to filming. So. Uh, hey, more power to you. That's right. Well, Logan and I are jotting that down, things to remember, because we do want to work with you in the future, so no yes. eggs. No yes. eggs. Please. They're no very eggs. important. No eggs. Salmon, please. We don't need and hunt down that. this PA, because he knows how to take care of her. It's okay. Exactly. It's fine. We're gonna do great. He's going to be the traveling PA. That's like, right. Whatever we work on, that guy's there. It's fine. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, with it being such an ever-evolving industry, over the past, I would say, decade now, because, I mean, social media has been around for a while, social Mm -hmm. media has kind of taken over the industry. People have become their own influence, basically, on social media and can make their own content there. What do you think about social media? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Because there is a lot of trolls out there as well. Mm, Yeah, I agree. That's that's a hard question. I I think parts of it are really good. Like, I think that it's cool that it gives everyone a voice in a way. Like, everyone can um, talk about things that matter and help help spread, like, the truth about everything. Right. But it also can be a bad thing because, like you said, there's trolls and there's, like, just everything on social media. Not everything, but 90% of things are fake. So, like, everyone's, like, comparing themselves to each other, you know, and, like, thinking, like, oh, why don't I look like this person even though that person might not even look like that. Right. And if they do, it's only in that picture. Like, they don't look like that all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, social media is just, like, the highlight of everyone's life. And I feel like a lot of people think that that's how their life is all the time. And they're like, why isn't my life like that all the time? Right. But it's not. So it's just kind of setting like unreal, unrealistic standards. But I think that the good and the bad are equal. So it ends up just being kind of like a, if you like it or if you don't. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. We compare it to a double edged sword because yeah, yeah it yeah. can either be so good or so bad for either which way. But man, you are very wise beyond very. your years. Have you had it play into any <laughs> of your auditions? Have, have you had, it, you know, a casting director or somebody ask how many followers you've had or or has it played into any of that? Um, You know, I actually, it was uh, one of my very first auditions I ever got. And this was back, I only had, I think, like a thousand followers. But uh, they wanted you to have a lot of followers. And like the more followers you had, the better. Right. Yeah. Um, Which I don't really know why. I don't remember what the reason was for. But um, yeah, that was the only audition I think that I've ever seen where it was something like that. But I only had, like I said, a thousand at the time. So it didn't help at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good, though. At least it was only just a one time, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, because, you know. I, I feel like that's also a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. want to be a make-or-break thing. I mean, the industry is just so strange right now. Yeah. We just got to go with it. It's it like really is. a wave that we got to ride and see what happens. It really is. It's made set so different, too, because I remember for the Just Beyond show, we had to get COVID tested, like, every other day. Yeah, yep. And uh, everybody, everyone looked so crazy around us because they all had face shields and masks on. Mm. So it was like, you could barely hear what anyone was saying around you. Right. (laughs) A whole bunch of, wait, what'd you say? Like, what, what? Can you even imagine, like, you have to wear the face shield and the mask, and then all the the crew's got the headsets on, and you're trying to, like, sound like a muffled Darth Vader trying to, like, Tell everybody what I can't even imagine. Oh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It made it it made it interesting for sure, but it was it was it was awesome. There you go. It's all about the experience in life and I'm glad yeah. you're having good experiences on sets at such a Thanks. young age. Of course, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with us. We really appreciate <laughs> it. And I love how you brought up Darth Vader Dustin cuz it's all about Disney and we love it Disney. It is. It's all about Disney <laughs> plus. Like, As we said, this show is sponsored by <laughs> so listen, I, I mean, I, you're only three years in, but uh, I feel like you're so, like Logan said, wise beyond the years. So I think you're going to be Thank pretty you. good at this. What advice? This is what, like, like what we do at the end of the uh, interviews because we do have so many people trying to break in. What advice would you give to those trying to break into the industry and maybe follow along your footsteps in the acting? And what pitfalls mm-hmm. would you tell them to try to avoid? Mm, I would say for getting started, definitely just consistency because I know a lot of times you know obviously you won't book the role like you'll probably book one in every 50 roles that you audition for or maybe that's a little dramatic maybe one in 25 I don't know it's different for everybody but, <laughs> it depends on how many collages are being made <laughs> <laughs> but um I would say to definitely just like keep going because it's easy to get discouraged in this industry you know whenever you're not booking but you just have to keep keep auditioning keep trying because every single movie and show has different looks that they want and you never know whenever you're going to fit that look perfectly and um i would also say that anyone should try it too because i know some people are like oh like i don't have a good look like i'm not going to get booked for stuff but for this industry especially they need all kinds of looks yep so anyone can try like anyone can try to get into the industry and um as for the pitfalls i would say the only shady thing i've ever had someone do to me was um i'm not gonna say her company name but there was this <laughs> there was this one production company that i did um work for six months ago and they still have not paid any of the actors oh oh yeah shady yeah so um and i don't really know how you can i guess you can kind of look out for those people by looking them up maybe and seeing if they're legit Right. Maybe on IMDb, something like that. Yep. But um, that's the main thing that I would try to avoid if you're starting with acting. Because there's tons of scams, especially for newer actors, because they think that they can take advantage of them, you know? Yep. And also definitely check everything. Get an agent for sure. And check everything with your agent. Because your agent will be able to tell if it's a scam or not. Smart. Very smart yeah. advice. <laughs> that's uh, like I, I that's great i mean I, it's so amazing we're always like uh, really happy when we have guests on that are young like yourself but have such a solid mm-hmm. grip on life and how to do it and, and are going in the right direction and you clearly based on what you've said about your mom and dad have a support system that's in place that's really encouraging yep. and really good and, um so it always makes us happy that you you know that, that that that's out there because you see so many that don't have that and are struggling so it's it's nice to see somebody and i'm sure you will inspire many from this interview and your approach and how you're doing it so thanks so so much much. no thank you for coming on and 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 we you know open invite episode four well you got to come back and talk about it i I mean seriously whenever you want to come back on you're a fan of the show you you listen you know maybe come on and do a top five segment with us or something that'd be awesome of course awesome well and before one last thing because we just talked about it being where can everybody follow you and make sure that on social media where can they find you oh yes uh my instagram handle is just leela owen and then i'll spell that just in case <laughs> l-e-e-l-a-o-w-e-n <laughs> got it all right it seems yeah. fairly straightforward and simple <laughs> thanks 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and congratulations on your first podcast interview. You killed it. Yeah. Thank you so phenomenal. much. Thank you guys for having me. Of, of course. course. And I just want to say, I just want to say, we've had a lot of guests on the show, and by far, you are not the worst. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that out there. We love I'll all of our it. guests. We love all of our guests. But. No, yeah, actually, this has been really fun. You're like really bubbly and a lot of personality and just really fun to talk to. So, yeah. Thank you. You guys too. Y'all are awesome. Oh, uh, well, thanks. We appreciate it. You so. are now an honorary crazy aunt since you came inside the farm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll even send you a shirt. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll say, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I'll wrap the merch. There you go. <laughs> I love this girl. She's fantastic yeah, she's already. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, have a great rest of the night, and we, like I said, really appreciate it, and just, um, you're awesome, well done for, and continued success, and uh, just uh, best wishes, honestly. Thank you so much, you guys too. All right, well, take care now. You too, nice meeting you guys. See. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. I think right there at the end, I just said see, not see ya, yeah. just see, <laughs> see, and we're talking, so it's here, okay, but anyway, <laughs> it was amazing, she's a freaking awesome up-and-comer. Like, she is, I mean, that is what you want. Want. Somebody like that that's got passion and, and just enthusiasm and a good support system. Yeah. She's going to go far. I mean, that's what it's all about, especially her mom. Like, you need to do this role. Like, <laughs> look how much you look alike. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's I mean, it's always good to have good influences. Yeah. And stay away from mayonnaise and eggs. Damn. Yeah, Come that, on, people. That's a crazy story. I would hate that allergy. Yeah. That like, would seriously. Really oh, my suck. God. I God love deviled her. eggs. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> although, she wouldn't be the first person that we know that puked violently on a set. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but super fun. Everybody go follow her. She's amazing. Thank you again, Lila Owen, for coming on the show. Alrighty, now it is time for the top five segment, man, and we're super excited uh, because, I mean, there's so many people we, you guys know we want to talk to, but yes. now this top five is top five dream dinner guest. Ooh. I, I mean, there yeah. were so many people. I mean, of course, from the entertainment industry, but I mean, like, different freaking sports people we want to talk to, different, like, yeah. scientists. I mean, you know, I mean, I want to talk to Einstein, you know. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, come on now. Oh, man, but it's a good one. It's a good one. So, my number five goes to Reggie Miller, who I've actually talked to, and I'm sure a lot of you have watched that Instagram live, and I'm probably going to be reposting that soon because it's super <laughs> motivational because he called me the next Steven Spielberg, and that's just something that's always going to just stay with me. But, of course, you guys know I'm from Indiana, he played for the Pacers the whole time I was growing up. I mean, he's an Indiana legend. You went to UCLA. I mean, one of my favorite colleges, especially for basketball. But, man, this guy is just super freaking amazing. So, of course, that's why he's on my list. Number five, Reggie Miller. Woo! I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, and, and rightfully so. That's kind of cool that you got to talk to him and, and do that. I, I mean, how badass is right? that? Right? Knows the podcast. Yeah. So my number five, obviously, you guys have heard me talk about this numerous times. Uh, he's a huge inspiration of mine as far as on the filmmaking side. And now my parlay into cooking. I just absolutely love cooking lately. And so I'm talking about John Favreau. And not only would he be an epic dinner guest, but we could cook that dinner together. <laughs> together. And then talk about food and film while we're eating. I mean, that would be like, I don't even know how to describe how 
epic that would be. Right. John Favreau, please make that happen. Um, I, I just this guy is so amazing and inspirational as a film director. Like a lot of the stuff that you guys are seeing now, he was behind. He was like created the technology and like all the stuff, which is so badass. And then he's like a badass chef now. Right. He's like in his own right a legit chef now. And I mean, which is so badass. John Favreau, my number five. Let's cook and talk. John. Let's cook Come and on. talk. Oh my goodness. Well, my number four goes to you guys should already know this. He was gonna be on the list somewhere. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. Of course, we would talk about Grey's Anatomy, but I would also like to talk about him venturing out other than, you know, film and television, starting being a part of his own like racing line, racing team, and he actually yeah. does the driving. And of course, venturing out and partnering with uh, I forget that water, but he has his own water brand and shit. Like, I mean, you know, you know, I just wanna learn more about his entrepreneur skills. And yeah. And him. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. And him. And his I hair. was just gonna say Patrick Dempsey, you guys know. <laughs> that would have been it That's done done right there oh my goodness all right <laughs> my number four i just think this would be a brilliant conversation i, I mean this this woman I, I, the stories that she could probably tell the things that she's seen just the the, the life and history alone i can't even, and i would like straight up legit ask her diana what the fuck? Right. What were you thinking? What I'm, of course, talking there? about Queen Elizabeth II. I mean, the longest reigning monarch in history, right? This woman has been queen through 13 presidents, yeah. y'all. 13 presidents. Think about that. And the majority of them are dead now. <laughs> like, I mean, you think, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's um, Harry Truman, if I'm not mistaken, if my history is correct, was the first. All the way now through Biden. Think about it. Harry Truman through Biden. Just those stories way. alone. But then you talk about all the prime ministers with freaking Churchill and, and Margaret Thatcher and just like, oh, I... I would talk to this woman just, I can't even tell you, and learn all of the secrets behind all of that and just the whole, get the real crown. Right. Get, you know, like we see the TV show, get the real crown. That would be epic. Hell yeah. Just to be able to talk to her like that would be awesome. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, my number three goes to Kevin Smith. I've said this on the show countless times, and if you guys follow me on social media, you know this is the epitome of the type of filmmaker I want to be. Have that indie heart, but have that mainstream success. Like, Mm. Just to where, you know, put all of your friends on, have them come with you from project to project, and let them start building a name for themselves and helping them get to somewhere that they deserve to be but maybe not know the right path to take. So, I mean, this guy is just epic. I love – I watched his stand-up special, the one right before he had his heart attack, and it was absolutely hilarious. This guy can do so many freaking things. But, yes, my number three is the one and only Kevin Smith. That would be epic. It would. Uh, my number three, I'm sticking with with uh like royalty if you will but definitely history making uh, for this country um hands down i'm talking about the first ever vice president of the united states of america uh, and first woman of color to hold that position first uh, asian to hold that position i'm talking about of course vice president kamala harris oh my 
God, what a conversation that would be. Agreed. Just the, the historic nature of the office that she holds right now and the unbelievable pressure that comes with that, I, I would just I, I would I would just be enthralled with conversation about what she's going through, how she's dealing with it. And and guys, they, I mean, she could very potentially be the first woman president of this country yeah. soon. So, I mean, just to have that conversation and see where she's coming from and where she's been and how it all came together. And I just think her and her husband would be epic guests. I think so, they, too. They have, like, this awesome relationship. They just seem like they're really fun yeah. on top of all that. So it would be great. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, Kamala Harris. Uh, definitely, definitely. Well, my number two goes back to the hometown roots, of course, Indianapolis with the Pacers. Now on the other side of that, the Colts. I mean, the epitome of the shadow of Peyton Manning was Andrew Luck. He was definitely like Peyton Manning 2.0, but I mean that damn line. But yes, number two would be Andrew Luck. I would just want to talk to this guy about how to stay away from the media and how to stay away from the haters. This guy doesn't have any social media whatsoever. And basically at the peak of his career, I mean, of course, all the injuries and shit. That's why I say that damn line but like he just retires out of nowhere and nobody has heard from him or talked to him since like except his teammates but like publicly he has not been seen or like given an interview since he retired which is amazing he can stay away from all that negativity and all those people bothering him so kudos to him but he went to stanford he's a very intelligent individual Mm -hmm. and he majored in architecture so i would just love to have a conversation about just different types of building because i'm a photographer and i love taking pictures of of building. So yes, number two for me, Andrew Luck. So much to talk about. Yeah, I always liken him. I mean, the, the similar situation of uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young. Yeah. Steve Young was forever in the shadow of Joe Montana until he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It was the monkey he couldn't shake. And unfortunately for Luck, because of the injuries, he never could shake I that know. monkey. You know, he couldn't get Peyton Manning off his back. But, um, and that's unfortunate. But that would be a good one. That would it be would. a really good one. Okay, my next two, my number two and my number one are no longer with us. But I, I just, they're like I would if there was a way seance whatever bring them back whatever I would totally want these people my number two is Walt Disney Mm. because one simple reason if you can imagine it you can do it and this man is the epitome of everything I want to try to do. His whole goal was to inspire people in life, to make people smile, to to give them, uh, you know, the ability to live out their dreams, and and it, and it's everything that I strive to do in my life is is to do that, to inspire people to go after their dreams, to inspire people to know that they can do whatever they want to do if they can think it, they can do it. And this is a guy who no after no after no after no did it, and. Look, the legacy is still here, still going strong. And so if I could have a conversation with a man like that and just say, thank you first, and then how did you get through it? Talk to me about the tough times and and what you did and all these. I just think it would be an absolutely brilliant conversation. Agreed, man. Agreed. And I mean, you know, have those conversations at his grave because we know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Oh, probably not. Probably not. Oh, man. (laughs) But we do. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. But my number one goes to someone who is very close to my age and having some huge success right now. And I would just love to have a conversation about how he paved the way for himself and especially in a different country, making that mainstream success in America. I'm talking about Tom Holland. Him and I are Mm. literally damn near the same age. And this guy is freaking on top of the world, like in so many 
epic universes and movies and still doing the right thing, keeping a good head on his shoulders, not going crazy with the amount of money that he has right now. And I mean, this guy has a bright future ahead of him. He's going to be, I think he's going to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio and past that Daniel Day-Lewis. And so I just, I have high hopes for this man. I can't wait to meet him one day because we will, because we're going to be everywhere. Crazy Ant's going to be fucking everywhere. It's true. But yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll be the next Walt Disney because he was, he was literally brokering deals between Sony and and Disney when it was all about to fall apart. He's like, listen guys, let's get, I'm drunk as fuck, but let's get this done right now. You know, I'll never forget that story about drunk dialing Bob Iger. Like who does that? Tom Holland does that. So Oh my goodness. My number one. Oh my goodness. She paved the way, y'all. Paved the way. She is the epitome of going after everything and Hollywood destroying it all. Um and, and tragic as that may be. I'm um, talking about Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Just the conversations that I would want to have with her about what happened. Where where did it go wrong? Um you know, this was an extremely talented woman who, by the way, the Marilyn Monroe was a persona. That that bubbly, ditzy blonde. She was an extremely smart, intelligent woman who knew when to turn it on and off and played the game brilliantly, but just got caught up in the machine, man. And that's I guess that's a conversation I would like to have with her. What happened? When did, you know, how did it go down? And, and just the ultimate love affair with Joe DiMaggio and just like... Did did the Kennedys happen? Did they not? Like, like I just so many questions right. that I would like love to get answers to about legit what happened with Marilyn Monroe. Um, woo! Yeah, that, I don't know. That, that'd man. be a long conversation. It would be a long conversation. Uh, but but a there one. you go. <laughs> there, but a good one. But a good one. Well, guys, who are your top five dinner guests or your top one? We want to know. Be sure to leave a comment in the YouTube section or add us on Twitter, Instagram. Leave a comment anywhere because we love the fan interaction and we love you. So. Now it is time for the box office <laughs> recap. And number one, boy, we cracked $20 million. And I'm so happy it was this film because I was waiting for this one. Mortal Kombat, guys, it brought in $22.5 million. <laughs> I'm so freaking <laughs> happy about this film. It is so good. It is definitely better than the 1995 one. And, I mean, of course, there's going to be that cheesiness. It's a video game movie, of course. But, of course, you got the classic catchphrases that come from it and there definitely was some epic freaking fight scenes and epic finishes so there was number one mortal combat now number three is you want me to take number two yeah i do i'll try it kimetsu no yaiba mugen reshahin (laughs) yeah that was pretty good. That was good. That was pretty good. Thank you for that. All right, sure. Number two. That made nineteen point five million. Um I hope that was right. I know, right? I was. I thought it was pretty damn good. It was pretty I good. Just I thought... wonder what that one's about. I mean, you know. Well, it's about Kimitsu no Yaiba Mugen Rishan. Yes, that guy. <laughs> or them, however they identify. Or it. Or, or it. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's the next monster fighting Kong. Exactly. I, I don't, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, number three was Godzilla versus Kong, still hanging on with 4.2 million. Number four was Nobody with 1.9 million. And number five was Raya and the last Last Dragon, who with. might or might not be related to Kometsu no Yaiba Mugen Rashan. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know. And new movies that are coming out, possibly near you: Separation, Limbo, about endlessness, and Eat Wheaties. 
There's a lot of weird stuff coming Wait, out. Wait, is man. that about you know Jenner's run for maybe? Oh, <laughs> who knows? Eat Wheaties. Eat Wheaties. Vote for me. Eat Wheaties. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not on the cover uh, anymore. Uh, no, no. She she's not on the cover anymore. Uh, movies you can still go see. Uh, the Unholy, Tom and Jerry, Together Together, The Carrier, and The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. Now. <laughs> she uh, That's an old song. It is. That's a look at you. I know. Dropping some oldies. Thank All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and IMDb Pro top trending segment. You guys know what it is. The top trending movie this week was Finish Him. Mortal Kombat. It was really good, guys. I mean, really, go watch it. Watch on HBO Max. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the top trending TV show, of course, was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which is incorrect now. Yeah. Incorrect. That's Captain America and yes, Bucky. James Bucky. Yeah, right. Because he's no longer the Winter Soldier. No. So it's just Bucky. It's right. Captain America and Bucky now. Exactly. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And the top trending star is Helen McCrory. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Sad, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah passing. But man. I hate when they're on the list for the wrong reason. Like I that. know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for getting crazy with us on 160. That is absolutely what? wild. Oh, my gosh. And making me feel old. Making me feel old. We got to thank our guest one more time, Leela Owen, for coming on the show. Be sure to follow her on Instagram because that's where she's at. That's right. And, of course, you guys know you can follow the company and the podcast on social media at Crazy Ant Media or at ItCalf Podcast. And you guys know you subscribe or you can follow us both personally on social media. Myself at JLo Fantastic and I'm at um what was it? Let's see. It's um Kimetsu No Yaiba Muge. No, 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 it's Crazy Ant Guy nineteen seventy. There it is. I just wanted to say that wrong as many times as I could. Many. It's like, just news no. records. No. <laughs> Uh, you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. If you're watching this video on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for all the latest and greatest Ooh. crazy ant notifications, guys. We appreciate it. We love it. And you guys know you can visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear, fresh new merch out right now, and you can get it 15% off. Oh, now, uh, see, that's you got to do it. You got to freaking do it. do it, guys. You got to do it. Of course, this was such a great show. I mean, it, it was. was so good. Jam-packed industry news segment with all good stuff to talk about. I mean, we got diversity stuff in there. We got superhero stuff in there. Super excited about the two rocks also reuniting <laughs> for the Black and Adam. It feels so good. good. Oh, yeah. man. But all the freaking Disney stuff, I love it. I love all of it. I mean, seriously, but I'm going to be honest with you straight up. I My favorite part of the show this week was the interview. Yeah. I just, the, the giggle gets me every time. That type of enthusiasm inspires. Yeah. Like to just, like, Go get it. Keep your head on your shoulders. Think straight. Surround yourself with good people. Get it done. Exactly. That, that's, I, it's inspiring. Exactly. That's my favorite part. Exactly. I mean, I wish my mom would make me a collage. Uh, seriously. Seriously. Please, Leela, post that collage. Please. please. <laughs> that's our campaign. That's our true campaign. <laughs> Hashtag post the collage. Yes. That's it. That's oh, it. Oh, my gosh. And you guys know it's a perfect show when we can talk about the one and only O that matters. You guys know we love her. Oprah!